0: Welcome to The Vulnerable Room. And welcome on back to The Vulnerable Room podcast, episode three, entitled Grief and Giggles. I had the pleasure of sitting down with my former mentors by the names of Latasha and Nicole Summers. Are you currently experiencing grief or want to learn how to support a loved one who's grieving? This episode is for you. Natasha and Nicole Summers are two sisters who were born in New York and raised by their loving parents, the late and great Oscar and Barbara Summers. Both sisters have over 15 years in mentoring and are former directors and mentors for a faith-based mentoring program for young women. Latasha, the oldest, has worked in corporate, nonprofit, creative education, and is currently working in law and the aviation sector. Nicole, the baby sister, is a mental health professional who specializes in wellness and therapeutic relationships with adolescents, young adults, professionals, and retirees. Together, the sisters, after losing both parents back to back, created their podcast entitled Grief and Giggles. This podcast is a space where grief is not always black and white. It is a podcast designed to talk about those moments that are not talked about laughter while grieving we often hear the word grief and we think about sadness tears anger and frustration and pain but through the grieving process and journey the summer's girls have also experienced happiness joy love and laughter as they remember their parents and the loved ones of their guests ladies and gentlemen without further ado i present to you my mentors my sorors here I go calling a Miss, Latasha and Nicole Summer. Mm-hmm. See, I still call y'all Nikki. A I mean know. Miss. I
1: know. I'll be like, Yeah, oh, you don't God, have to do that. that. We're peer to peer now. We're peer to peer. I know. It's
0: <laughs> just me there. I know. So guys, um, these two lovely ladies have watched me grown since, what, 1415? 15? Oh. Yes. Yeah, I'm coming. In a minute. <laughs> Here we are. So ladies, uh-huh. i like to open up the floor with the question, what is it like dealing with grief? Hit it, Tash. You the oldest. <laughs> you always with the oldest. See this?
1: So dealing with grief, grief is always with you. So, um, you know, it comes in like ebbs and flows. So there are moments or days where you know you're okay and there are days when you know it comes you know full circle so it could be like a song it could be a scent it could be just anything that reminds you of your loved one and then you go mm-hmm. back to that place of grief where you're like wow here we are again um and how do i deal and how do i get through this moment of um uh, i think for me grief Ooh. grief have has been very interesting. Like in the beginning I kinda uh, was very like quiet about it. I didn't wanna like talk about it. Like I just shut down. Um, But now I think I've become more vocal about it because Mm -hmm. um, I realized that, you know, it causes other things like anxiety and depression, um, you know, and so with me being in the mental health field, I know that you know it's important to kind of like talk about what you've been through, right? And so I think with me being intentional about talking about it more has helped me to like work through grief. Um, whereas, before, like I said, dealing with grief, I I just shut down, like I didn't I didn't talk about it
0: with a lot of people. So, do you ladies feel as though you know with your parents passing do you feel like your relationship has gotten stronger over the years
1: um Absolutely. yeah i would say so yeah, um, I, 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 yeah. already you know our parents taught us to be able to take care of one another and rely on one another so i think we just kind of you know now it's you know in effect so now we're actually doing that more so than anything especially as adults right um, I know your podcast is focusing pretty much on what adulting so it's like adulting but also adulting as you are looking after your big sister looking out af- looking after your you know little sister so you know we deal with our life uh situations or whatever but still deal with grief at the same time and you know grief is lim- linear so you know there are days like I said where you're good days you're not um we do check-ins make sure that you know we're okay especially around like holidays and anniversaries mm. birthdays and things of that nature um for our parents everything was pretty much back to back like their birthdays and the anniversary of their passings are around the same time so it was like one after the other after the other after the other so it was like okay how are you feeling how am i feeling we do, we do check-ins uh we try to do okay. things to honor them as far as their birthdays and their anniversaries. So, you know, we try to be intentional about it so that we can actually, you know, express our feelings and say, hey, I'm not good today. And it doesn't even have to be an anniversary or like, you know, their birthday. It could just be a regular day. And it's like, you know, life is kicking ass. And my um, friends huh. are not here to talk <laughs> to them about what's going on. Um, and it's like one of my colleagues said today at work, he was like, those are the people that know you the longest. Now, I always say they're the other people that loved you, loved you the most. But he was right. I was like, these are the people that have known you the longest than anybody. So it's like when they're mm-hmm. not here, it's like they know any and everything about you because they raise you. Right. And I think that that's like the thing, like with adulting, like when you lose, I mean, I, I, I don't know how... It is to lose a parent as a child but i just know as an adult losing my mom first um i was about to tell my age jesus um
0: (laughs) she's 25 y'all she's 25.
1: (laughs) um (laughs) but you know losing both parents in adulthood in such a short window um i think like it, it definitely has caused me to um Take a step back and look at who I am as a person because with each loss, um, it has changed me, right? Um, and I definitely feel like it um, changed the dynamic of Tasha and I's relationship, not like in a bad way or anything, um, because we were already close before. Um, yeah. I think we're even closer now. We don't see each other as much because of traveling for like work and stuff, um, but we know that, like, We'll call and check in with each other like you know I know I call her a lot like I'm her stalker or whatever, <laughs> and she doesn't answer my phone call
0: yeah you gotta you gotta ring that line
1: and then sometimes i'll I'll step back and like see how long it takes her to call me it could be three days sometimes but Wait, she said she told me she said she was gonna um not making her emergency contact anymore because... <laughs> yeah she was about to get demoted as my emergency contact like
0: because when people ring in the line you gotta answer you never know you never know <laughs> i tell <told> my parents <laughs> that all the time i'm like answer your phone you never know that's it Nicole that's calls it when- She's like,
1: what
0: she doing? I've been like, thinking as we're really thinking. Try to take over. The it's, world. A, it's a God. feisty thing. It's a feisty <laughs> thing. we are just checking in. That's the way we should. Just checking in. We're nurturers. So, you got to check in. <laughs> I will say, like, you know, growing up and watching you ladies, I feel like from jump, you guys were always close. You see one, you see the other. But mm-hmm. the outside looking in, I feel like, you know, with your parents passing, um, you both experiencing that. To me, it seems like you guys are much tighter. Like and then now, like, um, you know, venturing out and starting this podcast—that's also a way to check in too. Yeah, this, right. which is a beautiful thing, and you're you're creating as well, and this is another outlet to heal so absolutely, absolutely. i i personally think you know you guys are much tighter than before <laughs> not saying that you guys weren't but yeah yeah I I
1: love, love, love. Together on the podcast together with my sister and you know this was her idea um and i was like okay i like it you know we can we figure out the name and how to like you know um you know uh promote it and you know people Since inception, I've been like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Because, you know, with podcasts, everybody's like, oh, my God, everybody has a podcast. and Everybody wants to talk about what they talk about, but nobody's a specialist on whatever. We can talk about loss because we've experienced it twice, you know. And so, us sharing our experiences and allowing Mm -hmm. others to share their experience has also helped others. And it's been therapeutic for the both of us, I think. And definitely working with her and doing this podcast together has definitely... Mm -hmm. drawing us closer to one another and stressed me out
0: (laughs) um can you describe like what you felt when you received the news about your loved ones Hmm. um so i
1: had two different reactions to both Mm -hmm. first um when i learned about mom's uh passing um I actually was in the parking lot of the hospital. Like, they didn't wait for me to get in the hospital. Like, they just told me I was not in the parking lot. And so my natural reaction was to fall to the ground. And so some random stranger just came running and kind of, like, helped me up and, like, walked me into the hospital. And from there, you know, the only thing I could get out to the receptionist was that, like, my mom passed. And somehow they were able to kind of, like, you know, get me to where, you know, my family was or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, that that was my reaction from mom. I do remember also, like, it's so interesting how, like, you know, we, we go to the same church or whatever, or I did have or did. I don't know where everybody's at right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, you know, all the stuff that we learn going to our church, you know, all the scriptures, being a part of, you know, rites of passage and stuff, like, you hear the scriptures, but it's kind of like, oh, okay, I know it, you know, do, 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 do. but for some odd, not odd, let me not say odd, but for some reason, I was able to quote the Bible word for word, like, that day, like, saying scriptures, like, over mom's body, and, like, you know, having everyone, like, you know, help me to anoint mommy's body, preparing mm-hmm. it for, you know, burial, and so, I think with her, it was traumatizing, yet it was therapeutic spiritually in some ways. Um, with dad, it was just kind of like I knew the day before he passed that he was going to pass. And so I said what I needed to say to him. You know, I, of course, I told him that I loved him. And um, when I got the phone call the next morning, I already knew. Um, And, of course, I remember the doctor trying to, like, break down, you know, how dad passed. But I I just stopped him midway and just told him, hey, listen, thank you for your medical terminology. But I realized that, um, you know, my dad really wanted to be with my mom. And so my dad pretty much passed from, like, a broken heart. And Mm -hmm. so, like, the doctor was just completely silent. And he was just like, I completely understand, you know, so... So that was my experience so it's definitely two different experiences um but i was still able to anoint his body as well i just had to do it by myself because of covid so
0: right
1: yeah yeah i just was just now holding back
0: tears a little bit but um yeah (laughs) it's okay
1: um so for me, I, you know, my mom, I'm the oldest, so she always gave me directives or whatever, even up until the time of her passing. And so she was supposed to do something at the church, like, the next day. So when she got me to the hospital the night before, she was like, oh, Latasha, I need to do this and do that or whatever. And I got up that morning. I think my, Nikki stayed at the house in Long Island, and I stayed at our house in Queens. So it was, like, one to one So we could be one could be with dad, one could be home. Um, I got a phone call and they were like, we need to come to the hospital now. I already knew. So I prayed and then I got in the car. I was driving on a belt, like a bat out of hell. Like me being there was gonna stop her from passing. Um, I got to the parking lot, got into the hospital, ran into one of the ministers from Allen. And I think he already knew already, but he didn't want to say anything so when I got to the room like everybody was there like all friends and family and they just stood there they, they were already holding hands or whatever they, I guess they were waiting for me and I just like wailed and just started crying and I just remember like laying across my mother's body like literally laying across her body her body was still warm so I, I remember that and I remember like Nicole said you know we anointed her body and we prayed with her so I'm grateful for that experience to be able to do that. Um, but then soon after we did that, it was like, you know, as old as getting to the business of everything. So my morning, if you will, for my mom was a little bit later because I had to handle the business of things. Um, with my father passing, um, you know, it was during the pandemic, dad did not pass from the coronavirus. However, it was hard to advocate for him during that process because he was in three hospitals within like i don't know what was the time for the like two three weeks it was like three hospitals two weeks is yeah. it because of the covid like there was no room so he was first put somewhere out way out east because there was no room there was no beds and then you know he passed out and went to the hospital out in suffolk county I, you know had to check on him there and, and it was very hard to advocate for a loved one during the pandemic. When you didn't have coronavirus, it was just like you were kind of put to the side. And I'm like, this person's life is just as important as somebody else who has um, corona. Absolutely. You know, so um, but every time that dad would come out of the hospital, he was worse than he was before. Like, he was skinny. You know, he had grown a beard. You know, my father never cursed, ever. He was cursing and stuff. I was like, who is this guy? And it was just he was a different star. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. The was, was really yeah. cussing. Yeah, he was cussing, Like it was, it was wild. It was a wild time. So, mom's death was sudden, and dad's death was was progressive. And he literally Gun, died a month before seven days before his 80th birthday. We had we had planned a 80th drive by, and so we were going to sit him outside under a tent, and cars were going to drive by, and honk their and horn, and have flowers. You know. Flyers and things like that, balloons, whatever they wanted to give him. But it turned he passed away a week before. So it turned into um a drive by to say their goodbyes because we only could have fifty people at the church. I remember that. Yeah. So that part was hard because it was like in my mother's service was like, you know, people were like, I've never been to a service like that. Like your mother's service was like yeah, I felt like I was like at a at a at a at a church service, you know, like a Sunday service. You know what I mean? And dad deserve that much as well but the virus kind of took that away and so i don't think it yeah, took it away either. no one didn't but i feel like we, we had to be creative in that space you know what i mean and so so many people i mean we had police detail you know escort cars down the block and it was like I, I, how many miles you say it was the full of cars approximately the drive-by was at least Fifteen, twenty minutes. That's how many cars there were that were like, like people were coming down the block, and I, I had to tell them like turn back around because this processional you're not gonna make it through. you have to turn back around. Like it was mm-hmm. cars parked miles. away. That's like, sorry, of cars. You know, I was I was doing like you know I was in the street like all right, uh-uh. <laughs> and the, even our next door neighbors, our next door neighbors got in the car and drove in the procession. I was like, what you next door? Oh yeah, yeah. So it was it was a different experience for both passings, and I was happy that they were both celebrated in the way that they were. Yeah,
0: There was a bunch of over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, at any point, like, did you feel like you needed to suppress your feelings to just get through the day? Um. Yeah, I in the very
1: beginning, like I, like I said, you know, I kind of like shut down. Like I didn't, I didn't talk to a lot of people about how I felt. I think I kind of like scared a lot of people in the beginning because like, I wasn't saying anything, like nobody saw me cry, like nobody saw me laugh or like, you know, get angry about anything. I was just flat, like you tell a joke and I'm just looking at you. Like, and so, yeah, it, 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 It took a while for me to, like, open up more. So I I definitely suppressed a lot in the beginning. Uh, I think I'm just now, like, catching up. Um, Mm. And now, like, with me working in the field that I work in, like, I often tell people, like, you can't can't suppress what you feel because at some point, like, it's going to come out. Like, and you're not going to be able to contain it. Um, And it can come out in any form, right? Like, it can come out... um, with you like getting a whole bunch of tattoos not saying that tattoos is a bad thing or whatever um but just but anything like anything that like extreme that you didn't have like before like it, it can make you do a whole 360 and so you know I, I suppressed a lot like I think and I'm being transparent and I'm sharing it I had to check myself at one point because I think I was trying to suppress with and so i had to catch myself that um and so now i'm more intentional about being open about my grief like there's not a day that doesn't go by and you don't hear something about my mom or my dad coming out of my mouth like Mm -hmm. my colleagues know who my parents are they know what they did they know where they worked. they know like you know, when that season comes of like my mom and dad's birthday and their death anniversary being like weeks apart, like they know I'm not gonna be like at work for um I have a colleague that, you know, sometimes she likes to come and talk because she lost her husband like a year ago. So mm. sometimes like she'll she'll talk to me and ask, like, oh, you know, how do you feel about this? Like when this happened, like how did you feel? And of course sometimes I have to tell her, like, hey, i lost parents. I didn't lose, like, a husband, right? I can only speak to your experience through what I saw, like, with my dad, you know? So, um, but, yeah, I I think in recent years, I have been able to talk more and be more
0: expressive about my grief. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, I think for me, I... It was a little bit delayed. It was delayed for mom. And it was more so immediate for dad. Um, It was immediate for mom. It was delayed for mom because it was like, it was so quick for her. And I'm like, you know, I thought that they had more years and more time. Right? And I would have to like, I would literally be talking to myself like, did that just happen? Like, I would literally have to talk to myself like, yo, your mom is passed. Yeah. passed. And I had to tell myself that, like, my psyche was like, okay, but my heart was still like, yo, yeah, how? Like, how did this happen? You know? For Dad, it was like you just saw him progressively getting worse and worse. So it was like Nikki said earlier, you kind of knew it wasn't if, but when. You know what I mean? Uh And so it did pass. It was like okay, so it was immediate um, for that. And um, yeah, like I said, their deaths were completely different when it came to that, but you definitely um have to be mindful and aware and conscious of like what things you do to like self medicate and get through. Um it's not easy, you know, because the world is still revolving, the world still happens, bills
0: seem to get paid, um, you know. So So really uh process everything.
1: Yeah, you still gotta eat, you still gotta pay your bills, like yeah, I remember my best friend, you know, and her we I've known her since I was eleven. When she and she said to me, which I appreciate. She said to me, I don't know how it is to have loss of parents, but she knew my parents very well. Jenny known each other since we were eleven. Uh, she said, But I'm here for you and whatever you need from me, I have you. And I remember she was like, did you eat today? And I was like, I don't even remember. Did I eat? Like, legit did not remember if I ate because I was just on autopilot for, like, all the time. And she was like, yo, eat this plate. And she was like, pass me a plate and be like, eat. <laughs> and I was like, oh, all right, I'm going to just eat, you know. Um, so, yeah. Definitely um, different experiences and how you, like Nicole said, how you know yourself, uh, how you... Um, what your coping mechanisms are. That's important. Um, and if you don't deal with it, it does come out. It manifests itself in ways that can be healthy if you seek professional help and things that are
0: not healthy. Um, It's just so hard because it's like I, I listen to the podcast and even from the first episode where you ladies both like describe just just like now your experiences with um processing the passing it's just so amazing to me that you know even though y'all are both two different people y'all process the passing two different ways Mm -hmm. like nikki you were more like numb and it took you some time to like really process that you know your parents are not here Mm -hmm. and with Latasha, you were more. It took a while to register with your mom, but with your dad, it's like okay, like you're preparing yourself as you're seeing him, you know, not getting better health wise. Yeah, and clear, so, I
1: mean, like even that process, like being a caregiver for my father before he passed, mm-hmm. and that part was hard too, because it's like you're you're essentially mourning a person twice, because the person that you know prior to is not the same person. So it's the death of that right. person, that, no. And then when they pass, it's like, it's like two deaths. It's like, okay, you know, it was just and it, like I said, it was rapid and my dad was dealing with dementia, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: paranoia, things of that nature. And it was like, who is this person? Like you were supposed to be my protector and now I'm protecting you, which is fine. But you know what I mean? I'm, I'm 10 toes on my mom and my dad, cause they work for us. Throughout our lives, but it was just so hard to see him, you know, in that way and and to feel helpless and really not really being able to like help him. But, I, you know, um, I I even questioned myself as far as how great of an advocate was for my dad. Did I do everything that I could for him during Mm -hmm. the pandemic to make sure that he was okay and that he got the best health? And it was just like I struggle with that. I struggled with that for months. And, you know, uh, in therapy, my therapist was like, you have to let that go. Because nothing mm-hmm. that you're going to do is going to change the outcome of him passing. And I, I just had to let it go. And I remember, you know, having a dream of my dad and my mom. And it was like, it, it was kind of like them saying, like, we're okay. We're good. And I get, I think they knew that I needed that. I'm trying not to cry. Me, yeah, I'm, I'm trying sure. not to cry too. <laughs> <laughs> so when I, I got that dream after that revelation, it was like, All right, I need to let it go. Like I as a as a dear daughter, I did the best that I could. Did the best. We did the best, right, Nikki? Yes, I'm still dealing with the guilt, but it's fine. No. I'm still working through that. But you know, I too sometimes have those moments like, Did that just happen? Like, did my parents like pass? Years What's later. Him? Yeah. It's like like random. Right. Like things happen. I'll be like, I'll be like, oh, I want to call dad. Like it'd be, and it'd be silly stuff. Like, so there's a, there's an exit by our house. There was always like a flashing red light. So it was like, my dad was like, oh, we need to have a stoplight here. Like a regular stoplight. Cause you know, people going to crash and get to accidents. Yo, they made it a stoplight. I wanted to call my father, like, yo dad, they made it a stoplight. (laughs) I was in my car like talking to to dad in the car like hey dad like in heaven they made a stoplight, you know so like little things like that
0: he finally got his wish yeah (laughs) Uh so aside from like each other um when you're experiencing like those moments of when you're basically having a moment like who can you count on like if your sister is not available um for me
1: um, for a moment, I did not talk to friends that did not experience loss. So I honestly, I opened up more with a friend that didn't, um, had an experience loss, but she knew my parents very well. And it's funny because her and her husband actually remind me of a young version of mom and dad, which is so <laughs> real. And so, um, that's so cute. My- yeah my relationship with her has has gotten stronger since the passing of mom and dad and so i'm able to like call her like if i'm having a moment or you know i feel like i need to open up about something so yeah she's definitely one of
0: those people that i talk to so
1: shout out to nicole
0: nicole if you're listening shout out to you (laughs)
1: um i would say I definitely reach out to friends who already had the experience because it was self-explanatory. I didn't have to like go into like the details of it. They already know who. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one is a
0: mutual friend of Nicole and myself. Shout out to Kiara. Kiara. Then- Watch me say Miss Kiara. I can't. You <laughs> right. And then shout out to, um, uh, the Lemons girls as well. So, um,
1: Yeah, I would definitely say those two have definitely uh, helped out in a myriad of ways. You know, when I didn't even know I needed the help, you know, just to reach out, send scripture, talk, vent, cry, pray, Mm -hmm. hug, all those things, because they had experienced it. Um, Kiara before us and then Felicia after mom passed, but still, you know, both of them still knowing our parents, too. You know definitely and it, it made a difference because like nicole said you know they knew our parents as well so i think that made a difference too it's different when you get the person that doesn't really know you know your people your upbringing or whatever actually knowing mm-hmm. your family definitely right. help understand the the connection and the relationship um and we have some other friends as well who have been on the podcast who've experienced it who our parents very well shout out to vincent um jonathan a whole bunch of people but um yeah so it's been helpful to be able to share similar experiences what was different what was the same and um just checking in yeah that's good i'm not gonna lie sometimes checking in can be hard though like no it is but but i think they know because like it's like okay oh thanksgiving is about to come christmas is about to come y'all all right like we, we gotta definitely have got to check in on that you know um this special event for you is about to happen in your life are you okay like you know um because you know they know that our parents should be there for any and everything that we were part of you know and supporting
0: us this in is very true.
1: anything that we stepped out on and we do now is like okay now we have to rely on you know the village. This is what we teach in rites of passage. Like our village is not just your parents; it's others as well. So you know, Godparents, you have other family members and close friends who are like family, who definitely um, support you. When you need.
0: I really didn't understand the importance of like having a village. Like I know we used to talk about it all the time in rites of passage, but it it didn't hit me until like maybe. I turned 30, like what okay. really, what the definition of a village really means. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, we are connecting the dots here. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and the Ray, Ray would say, this is when your real rights, you know what I'm saying? Your real rights are yeah. there. <laughs> so you, have, you have to ask, it's like, oh, okay. And then sometimes, Ernie, you are surprised at people that you didn't think you were especially close to or those who didn't really i, I want to say they weren't there for you but then you're not especially close to them hold you down you like oh okay all right yeah yeah there. it doesn't happen yeah. all the time, but when it does you like okay i'ma file that away i appreciate that because that was a mm-hmm. great book you know you were there when i didn't think i needed it and you you know helped me
0: out so right yeah yeah yep yeah. so my yeah. question um did you feel overwhelmed in like the very early stages of grief?
1: Yeah, I did. I was very overwhelmed. Yeah, like I just um I felt like I was how can I phrase it? Um I kind of felt like I was having an out-of-body experience while walking on a tightrope. And so, like, that that was just, like, every day, just feeling like I was floating and just feeling overwhelmed and anxious about making decisions and, like, what does my future look like, you know? Um, I remember after dad passed, my best, my best friend treated me to a trip to Martha's Vineyard, and I just remember sitting on the beach, looking out at the water, like, what the fuck am I going to do now? Like, just overwhelmed just staring at the water like now what you know so grief definitely is very overwhelming in the beginning it it puts you in a sunken place um but little by little you know if you pay attention to how you're responding to it and being intentional about like taking care of yourself like whatever that looks like right um then i think as time goes on it gets better and you're able to work through it a little bit better so I'm not as overwhelmed but I still have those moments where I'm Mm -hmm. like oh my god like that really happened like panic mode like that happens like that's the part that scares me like the panic mode that randomly happens like when I have those moments like oh my god my parents died. like
0: yeah like it's hitting you like again mm -hmm. and again yeah
1: it's hitting again (laughs) and I panic you know so, yeah, at least yeah, I've I I experienced similar situations. I mean, I know I'm an extrovert naturally, but I would like I, I'm better now, but I would have really bad panic attacks. Like I'd be in a room full of people and I would be like, "Yep, yeah, I'm out." Like I I would have to dip. Like cuz I didn't want nobody to know that I was literally having this panic attack and I would just be like, you know, body be shaking, crying and I, I and I felt like I had no control over my body, right? And so to, to feel that you have no control of your body is like, what is happening? Hyperventilating, like I had to go to the corner and like get it together. And it was like so frustrating to not, you know, be able to control your body. And it could happen at any time. Mm. I'm definitely better now, but panic attacks, I'd be like, yep, yeah, having a panic attack. And I would just say, just like that, cool and collected and just walk away. Like nobody come next to me. Let me just get through this. Um, and so I had to kind of work on what my coping mechanisms were, you know, um, for that. Um, and, yeah, depression definitely is something that you think about. The first of everything, you know, first of birthdays, holidays, things of that nature, which is very tough. So we definitely, you know, hunker down on one another and make sure we were okay. I think I'm sorry, that- I don't mean to laugh. What? I'm laughing because you talked about Christmas and... That was my mom's favorite holiday. So like, Tosh, saying that. <laughs> Yeah, like Tosh starts to get like real depressed. She's like, oh,
0: swindle.
1: right. It's the That's, what
0: That's
1: what i really <laughs> oh I feel like I feel like I got to do Christmas on a thousand. So, like, I order, like, order ornaments, out order decorations. I'd be like, boo, I'm about to put this wreath on the door, and it, this is about to be uh everything. No, and I'm like, <laughs> like Tasha, we have to celebrate Christmas, because mommy's, I'm like, bro, I do not care. Like, we can put this, like, literally last year, the year before, we put Christmas up like, the 23rd or 24th. It was very much that. And it was like, so Nicole's in that space. Nicole's definitely like, yes, we're doing Christmas. I just be like, bro, I do not care. Oh my gosh. I had to like do, pull out everything to work. Like, come on, Tosh, we're we'll Christmas. And like, yeah, no. no and i grab a- Celebrating. I'd be like, no, but did you get my gift though? Did you get my gift? Okay. But anyway, no, I, um, it was definitely, run- and then like, you know Thanksgiving, everybody, mom was like, "Oh, you coming to my house for Thanksgiving?" It was just like, now we gotta pick and choose whose house we're going for Thanksgiving because it was like everybody wanted. You get to get so many us. offers. Yeah. Oh my gosh, good. they start in August. So I'm like, okay, so that was, you know, it, I mean, it was a good feeling to feel like, all right, we're not gonna have you by ourselves. But Christmas and New yeah. Year's, I was like, bro, I could, I could just lay
0: right here on this couch
1: in this cocoon. Drink Do not this, be
0: bothered. Uh, but sometimes it helps when you're surrounded by like that good energy
1: yeah no it is it's, a, it's it, a good
0: distraction
1: it's a good it's a good feeling to be around other people then i'll speak for myself i'll say i look at other people like wow they still have their mom they still have their dad they still have mm-hmm. those aspects and so it makes me miss them more because it's like you know like why like why like our question got like why would you take them like don't laugh at me darling i'll
0: be like i'm what? not laughing i'm over here like i told the guy <laughs> it's, <"Am> I... <laughs> "It's a real <laughs> I'd the like, there's
1: many people you could have taken and i'm not a god i can't put nobody in heaven and hell i'm like yo you had mad candidates son. you had mad candidates oh, why my would you take god. Any there's mad people who are, who are nothing but evil that you could have taken why would you take my mom and my dad so it
0: was just like that's a know. conversation for another day because i always have that like, I always say that to my, my parents, like, there's so many people on this earth doing wrong. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time. Mm-hmm. But then it's the ones that's like, you know, living right, you know, like, and like they're just...
1: Friend, he says, these can't be the people that Jesus died for. Or she said, these can't be the children that Whitney Houston uh, was singing about. And I agree. Um, <laughs> can't be. cannot be the children Lord. that Winnie Houston was singing about, right? Okay.
0: Yeah. So I know you both mentioned this on your podcast episode, but I would love for you to share this with the listeners because I feel like this is the part of grief that people do not speak about. So, do you feel as though some people cross the line yeah. <laughs> during, like, you know, you coping with grief in the early, and, you know, right now y'all are in the middle stages. So, Yeah,
1: Yeah, this is the giggles part of the grief and giggles podcast.
0: (laughs) Definitely is the giggles part.
1: Yeah, when you think back in retrospect, like, did they say that? And it's like, you ain't trying to curse somebody out. But it's like, (laughs) uh, no, thank you. That that actually is not helpful. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah. Thanks. I mean, I know that, you know, people go through, you know, a grieving process for their pets as well. That you know, that's 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 understandable, right? Because pets are like emotional support, right? Yeah. <laughs> but at that time, <laughs> that's not how I viewed it. Because somebody tried to compare my mother, my mother's death to the death, of <laughs> and Lord help me, I was trying to oh, whew, hold my mule that day. Okay, <laughs> like it was, yeah. Like I, I was just appalled. And so I think sometimes, um, I guess in that moment they were trying to find common ground to like, Bye. you know, have conversation. Um, but yeah, it just kinda it didn't sit well with me in that moment. Um, but again, I get it. I, I know that, you know, pets are emotional support. Um and their passing um has an impact as well. So Yeah, we are going to do an episode on, you know, losing a pet and even sharing that story again.
0: You can hit hit me up because I, (laughs) but I feel like it's not, it's not the same because years later, I have a new dog. So when you're coping, I mean, you know, when you're grieving a lost one, a loved one, excuse me, Mm -hmm. you can't get. You know, another uncle, you can't get another parent, another grandmother. Like, it's that's the end of that road, unfortunately. But I don't feel like you can compare the two. Like, yes, you're sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're going to miss hearing the little pitter patter on the floor, but mm-hmm. I don't, I personally don't think it quits. So, yeah. And you know what,
1: Anita, I'm going to say this too, not taking it away anything from anybody else's death or passing, but after losing both parents, I don't want to say i was numb to other people's passings but it was just like oh okay it was kind of like i removed myself from the grief of it it was like okay this is a sad occasion i'm so sorry you lost you know whomever but i just became numb to it because i was still dealing with my grief you know Mm -hmm. still still you know of course feeling um sad for the person that lost their loved one but kinda of like numb to it, because it's like, well and like we talked about it in one of our episodes about comparing our grief to one another. It's like you can't compare your loss to my loss. You know what I mean? But a dog is definitely different. But anyway, nevertheless, um <laughs> you know just We're gonna get some for that. For loss, it's like what what can be greater than losing your parents after that. Right. And, and you know, us, you know, we don't have children so we never experienced that loss. So to compare those two is different. I can't compare a loss of a child to a loss of a parent you know what i mean so right. it's loss, yes but it's it's a completely different feeling and I, I don't have children so i would not know how that feels yeah i think too what i've learned is that there, there are different types of loss right and so there's going to be different types of grief with it like you know our parents die because of health reasons right um some people lost parents to like murder or, you know, domestic violence. I can't even imagine how you process that, you know? And so, you know, I've learned that like, there are different types of grief. So, you know, I know that some people may not have experienced loss and so it's almost kind of like, they don't know what to say. Right. And sometimes, not saying anything or just being there is is more than enough. Like don't feel like you have to come up with some sort of right. poem or whatever to make somebody feel good. Like just be there. Like, that's be just be present. Yeah. Just be present.
0: Um so what is your favorite memory about your loved one? <laughs>
1: Um, my favorite memory of mom was how she always would give us a pep talk. And then she would tell us like, oh, it would behoove you <laughs> not to do such and such. Right. And I would be like, "Behoove? like, what? Like I was a kid, so I didn't know like what that was, but there's a comedian that I follow now. And he always says, um, how does he say it? Um. Uh, and that's not the part The part that behooved me. What behooved me was. And so when he says it, like, I laugh because it's like, oh, my gosh, my mom used to say that word all the time and somebody else knows that word, right? Um, so that was a good memory of her. Um, and at my graduation, too. She was cutting up. But <laughs> badly, okay? Um, like, we were in church badly, okay? Um, my dad what's a good memory of dad huh i may have to pass it on to tasha So i think about dad you got me okay so i'm gonna do it in reverse since nikki said dad so i remember dad was just like you know my mom never drove so my dad would like take my mom and drive her everywhere or whatever and so you know my dad spent a lot of time in a car and so he would like I think he was trying to share common ground too with us as like his children, so like he'd get in the car. He'd be like, Yeah, so uh, Jay Z and Beyonce, and I'd be like, Bro, why do you know this information? <laughs> like, if he'd be trying to like know all the hip hop information, I like, he would know before me. I was like, Where did that happen? Like, well, he would know He's certain down. songs, you know. Um, yeah, so uh. And there was a song I remember this is before Dad passed. It was a song with her. What's the song, Nikki, that dad liked? And, he and my daddy was like, Oh, can you can you download that on my phone? And I'm like, sure, Dad, I'll download it on your phone. Anytime we hear that song, I think about my dad. You don't
0: remember uh, the name of it? Uh it's by her. Yeah. Oh shoot. Is this well, Well, she has the slow music. Is it Best Part?
1: Yes, it's Best Part. Yes. Thank you. It's Best, yes. part. It's me, best part. I, I love that song. I loved it before. But I love the fact that dad like he likes certain songs like, you know, in our generation. I was like, Okay, sir. All
0: right.
1: (laughs) Uh, I mean, we just, you know, there's so many good memories, but then with my mom, I would definitely say my graduation as well. Like it was yo, prompt and circumstance. We were in the hallway, son. I could hear my mother, Hallelujah. I was like, Here we go. Here we go, child. Yeah, you want somebody to cut up at graduation? It was her. okay Okay. Mm -hmm. so she cut off like nobody else's business she was so happy and excited so i'm so happy (laughs) that we did get to experience both of our graduations before they passed um Mm -hmm. you know just like as nikki would say preparing for christmas oh i remember um it was dad was like throwing out some old christmas decorations and mommy was in the car with one of our big sisters And the car didn't even stop. She got out of the car because dad already threw out some of the stuff on the curb. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Oscar, you throwing my stuff out? It was like, bro, wrap this up. You know what I'm saying? And no matter what Christmas decorations we had, the manger and baby Jesus was outside. Yeah. (laughs) And don't forget, you don't put Jesus out there until the 25th.
0: Oh, my gosh. I cannot. (laughs) He wasn't here until Christmas. Oh, yes, honey. It'd just be a manger. <laughs> There's parties no in attendance. The, the club is open. Your mom was serious, serious. But Jesus was not she there. She's going to re- so reenact
1: this, this whole thing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, I think a good memory I have of dad is how he treated our mom. Like, uh. yeah, dad was very traditional. Like... Always got stuff for mommy. You know, drove her everywhere. Like, it's just okay. very old school with how he loved and took care of his wife. So
0: mm-hmm. I
1: think that was a great memory of dad because nowadays... Tell these to take notes. Tell here. You can't like, it. I, have, <laughs> I have a memory of when... Um, so, you know, mommy worked at the church. So dad had dropped mommy off to work or whatever. I guess she must have had to run on her pantyhose or whatever dad went to like cbs bought her pantyhose and brought it back to the church and gave it to mom he was like yeah babe you gotta you know running your pantyhose or whatever right yeah. so one of the other moms of the college she was like we're doing. we're not gonna find nobody <laughs> like your father because and i was like you know what you ain't lying yeah you're not lying You're not going to get a dude that's like, oh, you got to run in your tights. Let me go to the store and get you some (laughs) new ones. And that was the thing, like, you know, dad was like, you know, he was was the only man in the house with women. And I'd be like, you know, mommy was a disciplinarian. Dad was the, like, after, you know, the after talk, like, what was your thought process when you did that? Sir, I am got it. You didn't tap me out? You ain't tap me out nothing? And he's like, I'll I'll sleep next to your mother. I got to you know, I don't want her to kill me you know what I mean, but always there, <laughs> always being supportive. supporter, you know, um, so yeah, he definitely was a man who looked after his girls, made sure his girls mm-hmm. were good, but never got involved when it came to like female things or whatever. Like we would send him to the store and get, we all had different like maxi pads and I'm like, dad, you're not embarrassed to go, so he's said, like, dang for me. And I'm like, all right, sir. And <laughs> he's like, so why would I be embarrassed? He's like, I just want them put them back. That's a man.
0: Period. <laughs> mm-hmm. so no, my last they, question they, to they, you ladies were if you had <laughs> if you had the opportunity to like speak to your parents again what would you tell them
1: man why did not y'all tell us adulthood was like this <laughs> this is trash this is ghetto this is the, yep. no, I'm just kidding. Um, this is good. No, I would, I would honestly say that to them. But <laughs> um, what would I say to them? That's a good question. I honestly, I think I would ask them, what are some places that they would want us to travel to mm-hmm. um, that they haven't had the opportunity to go um, mm-hmm. to go and visit? um i would also ask them i would talk to them about their bucket list that they didn't get to go through like what are some of the things that they had on there like if they could do life all over again like what would that look like for them um and so those are just some of the things that i would ask them um and i think i would just want to sit and listen to whatever it is that they have to like tell me just to hear their voice you know so Yeah. Um, I guess I would ask them, like, what was their favorite memory of me as a child or, you know, growing up? Um, How was I as a daughter for them as their child? Um, Mm. You know, um, and how do I live the next phase of my life without them? What did they want me to do? or accomplish or see. And I know that's part of what whatever my goals and dreams are, you know, but um they provided, you know, any and everything for us to to accomplish our goals and dreams. And so it's on us. So I guess like Nicole said, kinda of just hearing their voice and do they approve like anything now, any decisions that I, I make, I consider their opinion. Okay. I consider what they would say i consider what they would think um because even now in their passing their their opinion matters to me uh-huh.
0: whether i want to admit it or not because i still call my parents like ma what do you think i should do because this lady at right. work um <laughs> Come on. yeah
1: yeah yeah call them like uh, absolutely you know it's this happening this, that happened i mean even as adults So, you know, you think, I think as a child, you grow up you think, okay, well, after I become an adult, I don't really need my parents to help me, support me. You need them more. Right. You do. You need them more. And so, Darnie, because you have both of your lovely parents, I would encourage you to, you know, take some time to like sit at, well, not sit at their feet like they're Jesus, but, you know, (laughs) sit with them, like, and like, ask them questions. Like, what were you like? you know in your 30s like what did that look like for you like what was dating like when you were single like what are some places that you um want to travel to that you haven't gone to yet like be sure to ask them questions that that you want to know
0: like and it's it's crazy because like we're finding out more about our parents as we're getting older mm -hmm. telling us more things because now we're of age to have these conversations over drink and, and or two. That,
1: yeah. And that's the piece. It's like okay, they raised us, and now we're adults. So it's like now we can have this. I don't want to say peer to peer because they still are elders, and we still respect them. But you can have a, a strong relation because, like, okay, they see you as an adult, mm-hmm. and they view you as an adult. And they see, okay, I went through this struggle. Let me see how she gets through this. This is what I do. Right. You know what I'm saying, so it's like, yeah, you know. Our generation is different, as far as whatever. But a lot of times, most of the things that we go through, they've been through it too,
0: right? Yeah.
1: And, and experienced it. So it's like, okay, I got through this. Now, how are you going to get through this? You know, and so, well, not you know, not the dating, because by my
0: age, they oh, probably already <laughs> married. My mother always told us that dating is like is it's the last. <laughs>
1: so. Yeah, I always think about what she says. She's just like your dad and your uncles. They're like, they're like relax.
0: the last. Mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it's kind of hard because like you know I definitely keep telling myself like I know I have to spend more time with my parents even if it's just like sitting down for a few minutes after work and just talking to them but like it's just so hard sometimes because it's like you have such a busy day to day and then by the time you get home especially if you have a job where you're, like, talking a lot. Yeah. You just want to come home. And be quiet. Oh. And then there's times where it's like, okay, well, maybe I want to do this alone, or maybe I want to go out with a friend or two. And Mm -hmm. I always, like, try to, like, try to give myself a balance because I don't want to, like, ever look back. And say, oh, I'm about to cry. Like I, you know, didn't spend enough enough yeah. time with them. Yeah, I do see like my dad. Like he'll say things like, you know, oh, are you coming over? Or, um, I made this. I made this dish. <laughs> I want you to have some. Like just to get me yeah. took up to the house. But yeah.
1: at first, you no. Know,
0: younger me i would feel like it's it's very annoying like why always want me at the house (laughs) but now i'm getting older i understand yeah absolutely
1: and and spending that time is is so intentional you know when it comes to that it's like you know even us living in our own space in our own apartment whatever like i would come home i would call the home shopping i would go home in our shop. You know what I'm saying? Mommy would cook food. We have, like, she put food to the side for us, whatever. I get paper towels, toilet tissue. Daddy being in the driveway, checking the oil to the car. Oh, look, my I'm like, sir, calm down. It's all right. I still got a good couple miles. I'm, I'm good money. Take my car to the gas station, fill it up, and then he would come back and fuss. Like, ah, you can't be driving out here with no gas. whatever. I'm like, sir, it's all good, sir. You know, and it still get on each other's nerves, but in a loving way. And so when you have right. that relationship after, it's just like, you know, it's like, even when I went back to school, I, I have this memory. I'll share that. I was studying. I was working right off flights. And then I would come home, sleep for a couple of hours. And I would get up and I would study. This is like for the last two years. And I completed my degree in of state. And daddy was like, oh, I cooked some food on the grill. I'm going to come by and drop off some food. I'm like, that's what's up. Like, it was random. And I was like, thank you. And he was like, he came over, he gave me a kiss on my forehead. He was like, I'm proud of you, baby girl. And I was like, thanks, dad. And it was just like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know I needed that, but I needed it. You know what I'm saying? And so mommy sent dad to send a plate, you know. And so, and still having, I think for mom and dad, although we had moved on and we had our own faces and we were adults, they still wanted us to know the importance of family time together right? So it'd be a church, Sunday dinner, you know what I'm saying, at the house, holidays, cook, prep food with mommy in the kitchen, Um, you know, things of that nature because, you know, that's what you know what you have. So, yeah.
0: Well, thank you ladies for both sharing your experience with grieving a loved one or loved ones. Um. Mm -hmm. I can't believe y'all was on here about to make me cry. Like, <laughs> <I'm done. laughs> well, thanks for you having us you. on, Darnia. Yeah. We're yeah, really we proud we of you. Welcome. Thank yes. you. Thank you for
1: having us on your podcast. Super proud of you. We actually launched our podcast around the same time. The same and time. So, yeah. Yeah. And so both of <laughs> both um, have so successful. you have guys- been both have have spoken to a certain audience that we can definitely all relate to so i'm proud of you being our mentee and having us on as this episode with you and i love you that's it i feel like a teenager again oh my gosh i can't i can't now you're about as old as us i know
0: (laughs) y'all 25 please <laughs> but I really appreciate you both for taking the time out of your busy schedules. Y'all don't, y'all don't even know to have. It was a lot going on on Natasha's end. Like, please, <laughs> nothing new there.
1: <laughs> but yeah, she wonderful. made it. I'm here, yeah. <laughs> and we prayed up on the riverside. So thank you for blessing us. And I led, I led the prayer, honey, for this for this episode. Yes, okay. you
0: did. <laughs> you both. got it together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, For people that would like to listen to your podcast, can you guys plug in your podcast name and your handles, like your website name and Instagram?
1: Um, So right now we're on Spotify. We're underneath uh, Grief and Giggles. Um, We're on Instagram and Facebook underneath um, Grief, the word and and Giggles. Um, and so you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, threads.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Listen to the podcast because it's good. It'll have you at work like dear here. And together. <laughs> you to to and drown. some laughing. Yes, and some laughing too. Yes, because yeah. I definitely would laugh at Ooh. some of the stories, especially the Christmas. <laughs> Sweet. <and> <laughs> <baby>. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, ladies, so much. I appreciate y'all. Love you dearly. Love you too. Thorors. Okay. I said Thorors. Love you guys. Bye. Love you, love you too.